the world seems a lot more grey to me these days. Yeah. It was very black and white to me back then. I somewhat have a bit of a black and white view myself because I've just always been like that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Today's guest is somebody that I went to school with and somebody that I've been friends, great friends for the last 15 years, and her name's Katrina Ralph. Welcome, Katrina. Hello, Michael. Very honoured to be here. Very excited. I'm glad you are, and it's a pleasure to have you on. My pleasure. Thank you. How have you, how have you been? I've been good. Very busy. Yes. A little bit sick, as you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, otherwise, very good. How about you? Yeah, I've been somewhat busy myself, pursuing the acting thing and yeah and also i also had to put in my letter of resignation the other day how did you feel about that very excited and satisfied about it yeah that's amazing because it's time for me to move t- to the next chapter in life it's very telling when you feel relieved about making a, a tricky decision and leaving yeah. somewhere do you recall how we met 15 years ago i can't believe it's 15 years you make us sound very old i i I remember it was high school. I'm trying to remember exactly how I met you. I can't remember a specific time, but I remember year seven talking to you, becoming friends with you. I specifically remember you kicking my butt in maths all the time. Literally? (laughs) All the time. You're a clever cookie. (laughs) I found it very tricky and clearly you did not. (laughs) Uh, Actually, Ironically, math mathematics was the the most difficult subject for me because I'm not m- mathematically inclined either. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Well, talking about us, what other classes do we do together? I feel like in junior high school we did we had science together. Yeah, I think so. And and English as well. Yep. Art? Oh, yes, art. What HSC subjects did you do? You did I know we were in maths class together. Yep, definitely. Because I remember <laughs> just failing my HSC trials and then I was like I need to do better than that <laughs> yeah. and pulled my finger out um, oh probably we did English together as well I did English studies in English studies I came first in both year 11 and 12 look at you though see what I mean you're very clever I suppose <laughs> what some fond memories of high school my two favorite subjects woodwork and drama Amazing. You did, did you do woodwork for year 12? Yep. Yeah. What did you make? A hat stand, which I still have to this day. <gasps> That's awesome. With drama, my one regret about high school is I should have done it from year eight, not from year 11. That's my one of my regrets too. I wish I had have started singing and acting earlier, but yeah. that's okay. You are where you're meant to be right now yep. and it's never too late to start anything. I guess not. Some other fond memories I have were just, you know, socializing with various group of people at school. Yeah. I remember you just being friends with everyone. Despite the fact that I also somewhat felt invisible back then as well. I feel like that's quite a common theme of high school, (laughs) wanting to be seen but not feeling seen. Nope. And I often sat alone sometimes. Yeah. And also because I was also particularly unimpressed by the lack of maturity from the students. (laughs) 
again, that's a common thread with teenagers, isn't it? I, I look back now and I think about how I thought I knew everything at 16, 17, and I knew nothing at all. Our poor parents. Yeah. I definitely feel like I've come a long way since then. How about you? Yeah, I, I would say that I have as well. Because compared to my teenage years, my I'm a lot more mellow. I feel yeah. that too. I feel like I'm much more relaxed person and the world seems a lot more grey to me these days. Yeah. It was very black and white to me back then. I somewhat have a bit of a black and white view myself. Yeah. Because I've just always been like that. I think it's really important to put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's something that I always try to do if I hear about what someone's done or particular behaviour and I'm sort of confused by it. I just try and put myself in their shoes and, and try and understand after 10, ye- 10 years of being out of school, it makes you mature. It absolutely does. Thank goodness. And plus, high school is probably the most stressful time of, of a person's life. Very hard. You, you're figuring out who you are. And you're only just starting to. My only other top two passions aside from acting is railways and animals. I know. What's your favourite animal? My top two favourites would be lions and tigers. Mine too. I'm a Leo. And I'm Pisces. <laughs> Ah, yeah, the fish. Well, yeah, you know, I studied marine biology. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Nice. In fact, Pisces is, is the second most sensitive star sign. And do you find that to be true with yourself? Yeah. And Cancer is yeah. the fir- the most sensitive. Nothing wrong with being sensitive and in tune with yourself. Yeah, it's because, you see, the, the water signs are the most sensitive, but they're also the most nurturing and caring and the most emotional and incredibly gifted as well i think that those are very true for you as well you're very talented look at you look at what everything that you're up to now 10 years ago when we left school i thought that i was going to turn out to be one of the least successful people in our year but now it turns out that i'm actually one one of the most successful you're like the most successful it's very cool to see (laughs) the most most successful well it depends on how you measure success but you're doing very well for yourself i would say that you're on that path as well i i love what i'm doing so i would consider that quite successful and and speaking of which i already know what what you do for a living but would you please explain to the audience what you do for a living and what your passion is sure thing I am a professional dancer and performer, and I also teach and choreograph, and that's my life. That's how I make my money, and that's my passion. It's been my passion for a very, very long time, and I feel very lucky that I've been able to pursue it as a career. Nice. I'm really pleased that you have been focusing on pursuing that path. Yeah, Yeah. In spite of the fact that your parents once said that you need a backup plan. (laughs) That's true. Well, I'll say they didn't say that I need one. They just encouraged it. They were just like many, many uh, parents of performing artists just saying, just have something in in the backpack in case you need it. Funny. That is exactly what my mother's told me before. Yeah. But my dad always encouraged me to, to pursue acting. That's great. But also at the same time, none of this would have been possible if it was if I never appeared on Love on the Spectrum. I know it's crazy, such mm. a wonderful series, Michael. It was so Thanks. it was so cool seeing you on it in your pursuit of love. And I actually find it surprising how a lot of pe- a lot of our friends were like, 
Michael's on TV. I know. It doesn't surprise me because you're such a great, strong character and you have lots of wonderful opinions and I'm not surprised by it at all. Well, you can also thank my parents for that. They're very cool people. Everybody keeps telling me how much they love my mother. I love your mum too. She's great. Although she still reminds me of Gloria Pritchett. (laughs) Well, that's a huge compliment, I think. Is it one of your favourite shows, Modern Family? It is, yes. It's on my list. (laughs) Guess what I watched yesterday? What? I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, how are you finding that? I love it. It's so funny. I know. But I also find Amy pretty entertaining as well. In fact, she kind of reminds me of a high school student. Amy is so easy to piss off. <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, she's like um, one of one of six or something. She's got like five brothers. Seven brothers. Oh, my goodness. I would hate to have seven sons. <laughs> really? What would you want to be the dad of? I'd rather have two daughters. Really? Why is that? I've always been more drawn to having a daughter. I've never yeah. really seen myself with a son. Okay. But then again, it depends on what God gives us. That's true. You get what you get. Yep. As long as they're healthy, hey? Yeah, I know. I also need to ask you, when did you first discover your passion for dancing? When I was five years old, my mum took me to a dance class. I remember, it was so funny, she picked up a flyer and in my brain, this is the memory I have, she asked me, do you want to sing or dance? And I thought, hmm, dancing seems easier. (laughs) But I was taking the easy way out. And um, so I chose dancing and then she took me to a dance class and from that very first lesson I was obsessed and I wanted to be really good at it and I absolutely loved it and I've I've danced since then. Lovely. And so it's just become a lifelong passion of yours. It has, yes. I've never not danced. Would you say that you trained vigorously? Yes, definitely. I mean, to start off with, I was still doing lots of other sports at the same time like swimming and soccer and tennis. But as I got older... I definitely became more focused on dance. I probably, so I would have started off at one class or or one day at least a week and then it probably progressed to three. And then as I got older, it got more and more until I did full-time dance and I was dancing five days a week, six hours a day. Wow. Yeah. That's quite impressive. This might sound a little bit personal, but um, were either of your parents like a stage coach? No, in fact, quite the opposite. Good. Um, yeah, not at all. Very, very supportive, but never pushed their own agendas onto me. Good. Thank goodness. Um, I mean, it was never going to be like that because neither of them are like that at all. That's but, good. Um, although my mum liked to joke because I did quite well in HSC dance. She then liked to joke that she was number one dance mum. <laughs> Because I got first in the state and she was like, well, that means I'm number one dance mum as well. I was like, you can take that. You can take that title, mum. You've earned it. Sounds, <laughs> sounds a little bit far-fetched, but all right. <laughs> what is it that you love about dancing and teaching dancing? <laughs> Isn't it funny? I've never thought about what I love about dancing. I always was a really physical kid, so I just loved being physical and I, I love being a dancer. I love that I can express myself through movement. And then as a dance teacher, I just love passing that on. I really enjoy helping people find their potential and helping people improve. I, I teach some adults who 
either used to be dancers a long time ago or um, have never danced before. They're beginners and they're trying something new like in their 30s and 40s and 50s. And I find it very, very rewarding. Mm, that's really impressive. Every culture and nation seems to have their own kind of dance and culture of dance as well. Do, yeah. you, do you think it, it's a universal language for, for humans? I really do. I think it's one of the most special universal languages for humans. Yeah. Although I have to admit that my only field of dance that I, that I only feel comfortable doing is ballroom dancing. Yeah. I've mostly done like the tango and the waltz. <gasps> yes, the tango, incredible. The waltz Such of which is, style. is my particular favorite dance. Yeah. Because I love slow, intimate dances. Yeah. And, because and you have to carry yourself very well yeah. as well. And because they're traditional and they're chivalrous as well. They are. Yeah, the waltz is interesting, isn't it? Because you have to, a lot of the time, you're keeping your face away from your partner. Yep. Whereas the tango is quite close and always looking into your partner's eyes. Wow. <laughs> I would consider that very captivating. Yeah, absolutely. Also, why do you think human beings love dancing so much? I think it just releases endorphins. Moving is good for you and music is good for you and you combine those two things and happiness ensues. And I think everyone should dance. People sometimes... You know, we'd go out with high school friends and I, we'd be on the dance floor and people would be like, I don't want to dance in front of Kat. And I'm like, no, just go for it. Like, it doesn't matter if you've got two left feet, no rhythm. If something makes you feel good, you should do it. Yeah. And even the type of dancing that people do in nightclubs, I don't do it because I'd make a fool out of myself. No, you don't worry about that. You know what? If you feel good, you will look good. I promise. The best thing to watch on stage or just in person like in a club is someone who is enjoying themselves it doesn't matter if they've had any training at all and like i said they could have no rhythm but if they're enjoying themselves you'll yeah. look good so you should dance michael well i'd rather stick to ballroom dancing yeah but not until nice i have a partner. a partner yeah yeah maybe we could do it together one day i guess it would be i guess it'd be a great a really great idea to be your to be a pupil of yours yeah, we could just have a fun session one time. Yeah, that that would be something I would love to do. Right. Because I like to um get that back in shape. Yeah. Have you ever done jive? Jive? I don't recall or think I have. I think we should do jive. It's really upbeat and really fun. You okay. would like it. I would love to do that. I would love to practice right. with you. All right. But don't mind me if I tend to become frustrated because that's just me putting pressure on myself again yeah you do that a lot do you yeah so do i not a bad trait just means that we want to be better than we were yesterday yeah of course you once lived overseas right i did yes can you tell us where and why and what um, what that was like yeah so um, I lived in New York City for four months um, back in 2017. I was there on a scholarship from Brent Street. I was there to, they, it was an all expenses paid trip to train at Broadway Dance Centre in Manhattan. And um, yeah, it was incredible. New York is just a magical place. If you love the performing arts, it's heaven because, you know, you've got, 
a multitude of different classes you can take. Just at um, Broadway Dance Centre alone, I think there's 400 plus dance classes in a week nice. that you can take. That's a lot. Have you ever lived overseas? Uh, no, but I would love to. Yeah, you've visited though, haven't you? Yep, but it's not enough. Yeah. I have faith that one day your career will take you to live overseas. Canada or England, hopefully. You know, a lot of Netflix shows are coming out of Canada. A lot of Aussies are going over there. Yeah. So that would be the perfect place. Yeah, because Canada and England are, are the top two on my list. I've never been to either either place. But you know what was funny? I found when I went to New York, it took my American friends a little bit to get used to my Australian dry humour. But Canadians, they're the same. They have dry, sarcastic humour as well. Nice. They just get us. Yeah. And anyway, um, what memories do you have of our friendship in high school? I just remember coming and sitting and talking to you some lunchtimes and us having good chats, checking in on each other, yeah. seeing how each other were going. Were you in, in Mr. Warner's class in Year 10? No, I was in um, Miss Coonerty's class. Did you have Miss Coonerty in Year 10? Yeah, I loved her as a maths, as a maths oh. teacher. Me too. You're so lucky. She was so great. But I was disapp oh. disappointed that I didn't have her for my senior years. Yeah, me too. I had her in year seven and I was coming first in maths. And then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I think a lot of reasons. I think I just, I didn't learn how to do maths in primary school because my primary school was a bit behind the times. Oh. And then because I really have a creative brain I felt bad about not being good at maths and so I felt really ashamed when I didn't do well and I didn't want to ask for any help and I just I look back now and I'm like ah oh, I wish someone had have just told me it's okay that your brain isn't inclined this way it no. doesn't mean that you're not smart it just means that you're good at other things yeah of course so I just I got stuck in that mindset that I just wasn't wasn't intelligent in that realm and it made me feel no. bad about myself. But I don't feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> when, we, when we did maths in, um, in year 12, that was general maths. And we both were in the same class and had the same teacher. We did. And I also, another memory that I have is you, along with the other students in that class, witnessed me having my first seizure. You know, it's interesting you brought that up. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I do very vividly remember it because I was sitting right behind you. Oh. And, um, yeah, I, I remember it very clearly. I remember the way that you looked to the side and we were sort of like, oh, what's going on? What are you – we thought you were trying to say something and then our teacher wasn't very understanding at the time. She didn't know what was going on and we had to say, no, something's happening. And then I remember you – it lasted about 10 seconds and you didn't know that it had happened. No. Um, how scary was it? It was very scary because I think that was year 10. No, you were year 12. It was year 12. Yeah. So we'd known you for the, our entire high school life and you'd never known it, ever experienced it. So, yeah, we were scared. We didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I think I might have lost consciousness at that time. I think so. I think that's why you didn't remember it. Yeah. And um, I remember the exact date. It was September 4th, 2012. Oh, wow. It was like 10 minutes till 1 p.m. when it happened. Yeah, because we had maths before lunch. That's yep, right. That's right. Wow. 
That was right before our year 12 formal yeah. from memory. And you had to go get checkups and- Well, I had to stay at hospital overnight. Yeah. Was it scary? It wasn't comfortable, no. Yeah. Having a needle in your arm the whole night. Yeah, I hate needles. Yeah. And then the following year, I had a few seizures at that year as well. Yeah. Until the end of the year, because I- was given a medication that I have to take every morning, every night. Do you still take it? Yep. Yeah. And have you had any seizures lately or you haven't no. had one for a while? No. That's awesome. Not since October 2013, Touchwood. Oh, wow. That's great, Michael. I'm, I'm yeah. glad. Medication is very important when you need it. It is, yes. What are your goals and plans for the future? Ooh, I really want to be... I just want to dance as much as I can, especially while I'm in my... My peak physically, I'd love to work my way up from, not that there's anything wrong with ensemble. I, I love being an ensemble girl in dance musicals, but I would love to be a lead, particularly in a dance heavy show, like a chorus line or Chicago or Sweet Charity would be an absolute dream. West Side Story. And, but I really love teaching as well. I don't think I'd ever start my own studio, but um, my partner and I have kind of, talked about maybe a long time in the future creating our own theatre company because he he's a singer-actor mover as well. We think we'd make a good team and it'd be a lot of fun. And as you know, on the South Coast, we could always do with more theatre down here and yes, more opportunities for young performers. So that's a very long-term goal, short-term goal, make money as a dancer and just yeah. dance as much as I can. Exactly. How about yours? My goals for the f and plans for the future um, are what I've always had in mind. Becoming a professional actor, not to be the greatest actor of all time, but just become one of another addition to the world's long list of really amazing actors. I think you're absolutely capable of that. And you know what's funny about that, Michael? Like, what? There's, no, there's no top. There's no peak. We have people that we consider really yeah. amazing actors like Meryl yeah. Streep for example but um it's all subjective so although you know she's received lots of awards yeah. for her excellent acting and we love her yeah. there's people out there that don't like her um, so when um, you go into this industry it's important to remember that is the most important thing is that you feel like you are fulfilling something within yourself yeah and also making other people happy and if, yeah. if that's what you can achieve, then you can yeah. block out any naysayers. In fact, um, I'd actually would rather be a, an actor that takes inspiration from the likes of Idris Elba and Jim Carrey. Ah, oh, love those two. Excellent choices. Jim yeah. Carrey, his physical comedy is so good. And Idris Elba is just the suavest man in existence. I know. And not to mention that <laughs> voice of his. Ah, oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Does he do any audio books? I'm gonna have a have a look at that after. Let me let me take a look. Um, there's um a category on Wikipedia that says audiobook narrators. <sighs> yeah, I would listen. He could read like the telephone book out to me, and I'd enjoy it. Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> According to to Wikipedia, it doesn't say. <gasps> I reckon surely they've commissioned his voice for something. We'll have to find it. Yeah. My final question for you is, if you could go back to your teenage self, 
What would you say to her? Oh, that your hard work will pay off and that learning the difference between being taken advantage of but doing good things for people is will be a tricky journey but an important journey. Um, I think being someone who's very available and willing and someone who says yes a lot can sometimes be draining but it has really really helped me in my career and personal life mm. so but mainly your hard work will pay off that's great wisdom to pass on to your younger self yeah now i believe we're on to our, our ask mr a plus segment that's a segment towards the end of the podcast where the guests gets the opportunity to ask me questions whatever comes to mind Okay, I want to ask you, if you could be any TV character, who would you be? That's kind of a tough one. Any at all? Any at all. And you can you can give me more than one. Who would you most want to be? There's quite a few of them, actually. Yeah. There's um, Jim Carrey's version of Dr. Robotnik. All right. Or even um, Sheldon Cooper. Brilliant. Or even a character very similar to Captain Holt. Oh yes, and even yeah, Sean, and even Sean from The Good Place. Oh, you would be a great Sean. I would. This, yeah, absolutely. See, remember what we were talking about the other day, leading yep. into your typecast. Yep, because Mark Evan really? Jackson is a man that I really look up to. I really want to have him on the podcast. He's my dream male guest. Oh, I hope you can get him. That would be so special. I just hope Mandy heard that. Um, <laughs> and any other questions that you have in mind? Ooh, if you would, you rather, in terms of superpowers, would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? Fly, actually. I think I would choose that as well because you could go anywhere you wanted. Yeah, I suppose. Although <laughs> the ideal power that I would love to have would be the ability to transform into any animal at will, except insects and spiders. Because you don't like them. I hate spiders, and, and plus insects are too small, and they're the main prey of all kinds of animal species. And just too many legs. Nothing should have that many legs. No. <laughs> Two's enough, or four. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, Katrina, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you very much for your time. It was an honour. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It was wonderful to catch up with you. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And I look forward to socialising with you again. Absolutely. We'll have our jive session at some point. Sounds perfect. Because that's um, something I, I will probably ask you. Can you teach me dancing? Of course I can. But I'm, I'm well qualified for that. But I'm kind of picky with the type of dancing I want to do. That's right. We can do whatever you want to do. Because I'm not flexible enough to do ballet. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to teach you ballet. I don't want to teach you ballet. I'd probably get We'll do something well. fun. We'll do some salsa. Perfect. Great. Salsa, jive, tango, waltz, etc. Beautiful. Sounds great. Excellent. I look forward to all that, Katrina. Me too, Michael. Thank you once again for your time. and hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. Take care of yourself. You too.